You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the comedy stylings of Hugh for the Borg Collection. When I was part of the Borg Collective, my Borg wife was so fat, when she sat around the Collective, uh, she sat around the Collective. The Monster Sci-Fi Show is part of the ESO Network. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Hello, and welcome again to... The Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. Actually, I should start over again because we're dropping the podcast part. What? <laughs> we are? Yeah, because it's just the Monster Sci-Fi Show. I just already screwed up my own new show. Good job. Good job. Well, because, you know, we've been uh, away for a while, and in the time since we last spoke, I've been updating our logo to kind of drop the podcast part. On the Monster Show, Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. I would like to ask if you all would look at that logo. Oh, jeez! And just if you have any opinions on it, it's not my favorite thing, but it's I'm a just it's a cool what? logo that my daughter made that I'm just enhancing. But you feel sorry. Someone else felt that it looked very rainbowish, and we're we're LGBT friendly. That's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, no that was not that. my intent. Just... My intent was that because in the 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 little bubbles above the Monster Sci-Fi show... The co- I get that. I get that. Right. But and to... then I tied it in with the sci-fi. I understand how it happened. It's, it's, I'm just curious what the people think. You know, I'm trying to make it cleaner. And, and like when you look at the logo on iTunes, like, there it is. It doesn't have my you know big mug on there. Like it had before, like a weird cyborg it's, it's Borg a, thing. Some lovely artists give you permission to use yes, that. Yes, he image. did. And I'm grateful for that, but I'm like, I'm tired of looking at my damn face because it's, it doesn't really sell it. We have t shirts. You have a t shirt, and <laughs> I have a t shirt, and it will never see my big giant head anymore. I think we were one day at Dragon Con. That one day, yeah. But we stayed in the hotel room. We didn't do it. <laughs> no, we went out in public with my big face on your shirt and my shirt. So it was weird. Never again. <laughs> but the new logo will have that be better. But let us know what you think. Leave in the comments down below. <laughs> and don't forget to hit the bell, to subscribe, and let's... Remember, I've been you, and you've been me, and we've been... What? I don't even know where we're going with this. So, as you can hear, that's Mr. Gene. Hey, how you doing? He is back, as well as me, the monster, is back to do, finally, after some time. A kind of review-ish about San Diego Comic-Con that happened just recently, like about a week ago. Mm. But 
the reason why we've taken off a break is because literally as of yesterday, uh, between, as I mentioned, the last podcast between uh, my daughter's graduation and Yay. my uh, promotion, and I had to go to a new library-ish that I had to help close down for renovation, and yesterday was my last day, so I'm kind of free to kind of go back to a normal schedule that I don't have that on my shoulders. So it's kind of like, I want to do fun things again. I want to live. I want to I want to laugh. <laughs> what was the line? It's like, I want to be brave. Oh, God, I forget. I want to be big. I want to be big. Thank <laughs> you. So that's where I've been. But in the meantime, I had been working on um, kind of updating the logo for uh, the show. So again, it's not the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast, because if you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast of the Monster Sci-Fi Show. So I have to get in my head. That's what it is. It's like in the movie, The Social Network, mm. where the guy said, you know what? Just say Facebook. The Facebook. Give it a the. Give, yeah. Yeah. It's cleaner. So basically, that's what it is. It, it's just trying to make it cleaner. So. We're still a podcast. Yes, it's a podcast. I understand that. But the concept is you don't need to say. It's like an acronym. Like um, that, mo- oh, that episode in Doctor Who. Uh, Santa Har, Santa Har, Santa Har, like that guy. He built a system. It's like the Atmos system. Right, right, yeah. Right. I, I got you it. can't say s- Atmos yeah. system because he's saying system, system. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like you don't need to say podcast because it's a given if it's listening what you're listening to. Okay. All right. Just God damn it. Just support just me on this. <laughs> I support you. Thank you. That's why. Anyway. So before we get into the big Comic Con stuff. Let's talk about other things. Let's talk about the news. Which we haven't done in a very long time, other than get more depressed about other things, but we won't Trump's be talking about it. But that's okay. <laughs> but in all fairness, it's more about let's go into our mind palace and be happy-ish about the things that we do care about. So we'll start off with a downer, unfortunately, which happened just the other day, which was the passing of Rucker Tower. And... Um, I'm not going to do the line from Blade Runner because it's been done to death already. But I am saddened by the fact that that was one of my favorite roles that Rutgerd Howard has done. And as someone pointed out, I don't know who did, but I'm like, the irony was that the character he played, Roy Batty, also died in the exact same year as in Blade Runner. So it's kind of weird that that happened. So... I, I will say nothing more about that. But as we were doing our research and looking up on IMDb and, and what his career was about, and I'm talking about Nighthawks, and things come out that gets me even more disappointed in my co-host. Because <laughs> it's like, so you never saw Nighthawk with Sylvester Stallone. No. You know, he's like in, in his prime right after Rocky. It's like, and what you tell me? never seen a rocky movie so it's like god damn it gene you know you you, you don't watch the last starfighter no i've seen the last starfighter now no i've seen it now no i just i just didn't remember i, I didn't it was, didn't click in my head but i've seen it i think you're lying no i remember the the scene about the the, the head of the the guy the main guy and uh i'll tell him about the playboys that scene that's, <laughs> that's a weird scene to remember i've seen it i just 
It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. All right, me. fine. I'll give you that. But then other things pop up. Like I didn't. I've never seen that. Yeah, somewhere in time. No, didn't see that. But watch that. You watch it recently. Yeah. I'm like oh god, <laughs> that song, that soundtrack, you're gonna play forever. Yes, but you know it's. These are iconic things you should know. You should at see. least because it's you know Christopher Reeve and uh, so not so Gordy Weaver, Jane Seymour. Jane, thank you. <laughs> and I know. Uh, wrong movie. We're forgetting uh, things. We're getting older. And um, you know, it's a, it's a John Barry score that I think is one of my favorites. And yes, it's very repetitive. Like most of his stuff, even when he was doing James Bond, it was always repetitive. But it's just kind of playing the themes differently in different uh, different ways. So one of the other iconic things about Rocket Howard was that he was the inspiration for the stats that Anne Rice wanted him to be in the movie adaptation. And unfortunately, he was too old and they gave it to tom cruise which he wasn't he's an entertainer yeah he it wasn't that bad um i i just i for me my personal collection to that movie is that because it was like the last movie that i got to see with my stepfather right after the fourth of july so i really can't rewatch it again just because and it just will bring up too many old memories that I don't want to remember in, in that respect. Well, you should start drinking. If I had money, I would, Gene. <laughs> I really don't have money for that. So, um, but aside from that, um, a, a lot of a lot of roles that he played over the years, and I was surprised that I forgot that he was in Galavant, uh, which is kind of like a musical parody that was on ABC for a while. Um, season two was very tongue in cheek because it was it knew that it was going to can- be canceled at any time, so I really didn't care about the storyline. But it was still engaging enough that sure, let's put him on there. So it's a lot of good roles that he's done over the years, and again, uh, the idea is that because we have this kind of personal collection to um, icons, these people that we watch and over the years we have a special relationship but it's sometimes harder to accept that they are in passing rather than someone down the street who passed because you don't know them so yeah, we really didn't know him i mean we know the actor we know the characters he played right. and, and, we, and those beloved things those roles right and uh, things that you know stand out that he was uh, essentially a, a great villain in many respects, and he played it very well. So it's sad that he has passed away, but it's going to happen to all of us eventually. <laughs> so let's move on from that sad point. Yes, moving on. <laughs> and it's kind of like a step forward-ish, but it's not really our problem. But Netflix saw its first decline in subscribers, and you may say, what the hell are you guys talking about Netflix stuff now? Well, it is kind of a big deal because it does affect us in what we're going to be watching in the next couple of months. Because in light of what happened in San Diego Comic-Con, and if you don't know, Disney Plus is coming out very soon. Yes, November. Can't wait. So the war has been like... Lines oh, have been drawn. <laughs> this line and no further. It's going to be a very, um, I think, pro-consumer for pricing if whatever uh, Netflix gets their shit together and decide 
let's dial back the price increase to keep and attract more viewers or uh, subscribers because it's going to be a point in which you're going to be deciding now. I hope uh, I'm going to keep this or I'm going to drop this. And I think at this point, except for maybe one or two programs that I, I care about, which is the Dark Crystal coming up at the end of August, yeah, and a couple of favorite shows, but like I, I could watch it another time. I really don't have a, a feeling for Netflix like I did back in the day when there was no other players. It's still an interesting service. They still have uh, Disney properties oddly dropping on their network, which is kind of weird. Right, but that license is going to end up soon. So uh, that all will be pulled, and like the content from like The Office will be pulled soon. So you know that's why Netflix has been pushing and pushing and pushing everything about original content because they own it do we know what's going on with the dc yes network? right so the latest news is that the wb is also getting into the streaming network because the at&t merger went through so kind of like what disney did they're going to have their own version in which dc universe is going to be part of the hbo max so you have hbo plus other channels so we have to choose sides literally so because of the game of thrones scenario right that was the biggest thing out there people would subscribe and like that's the reason why they would watch it over and you you cancel right so now that they're looking for the next big thing they're adding channels with the hbo logo and that'll be the umbrella so that'll be their version of what dc uh, dc what disney has with disney plus so that's what i get what they're doing but i'm glad they're not canceling the service because i would be really pissed yeah but then titans is already filming there was a death there recently that was right exactly which unfortunate timing it then sdcc they really couldn't show a trailer they're like uh, yeah so i i think that the 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 service is great unfortunately i who paid for this damn thing ahead of time have not been on it as much as you have yeah i've watched doom patrol i love it yeah i'm glad it got renewed yeah, but when they start filming it, I'll be happy. Right, or the problems like they had with Swamp Thing because they ran uh, into issues with a tax thing from the state. It's unbelievable that little things like that would stop it. I'm and like, it's like, okay. nope, we got to cut it back. <laughs> from we're done. To but 10. it just premiered last weekend. Yeah, we're done. We're closing yeah, it down. You're canceled. But what? <laughs> so it looked like, oh, forget it. Then they're they're not gonna kind of keep going. But at least it'll be under that umbrella. So DC will be. Kind of like what Marvel has. It, like Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars and all the properties. It's just Warner Brothers is going to have their new streaming service soon. We'll, they'll get the shit together. Right. And right. Um, and then, of course, Apple TV, Apple Plus will have their own service. Um, I talked about that a while ago. The one thing I'm interested in about is the um, uh, Ron Moore series, the the space thing. The, the Russians got to uh, the moon first, and the space race never stopped. That looks an interesting uh, as an interesting series, but you add that. Can we look forward to him drinking and smoking again? Is sure his, doing podcasts just like on Battlestar Galactica from week to week. Love that. that was, <laughs> it's fun for me. Um, so you have all that, and I think there was like I think NBC is trying to because they'll pull off the office and and use their own platform. Good luck with that. Um. The other note is that Disney is going to be really relying on Hulu for a lot of content that 
because Disney owns Hulu. Mm -hmm. I think, and smartly, it's like content that it cannot be put on Disney, but they'll put it on Hulu. Right. So, but it will still be part of Disney-ish. So, hey, isn't your Orville also going to be on Hulu? Yes, it did move over, which I'm kind of happy about. And and I saw uh, on my Facebook post that uh, the guy who runs our, our network, the kind of he said he disagreed, but I'm like, I didn't want to get into an argument. But to me, because Fox has addition of just get it canceled right. like that we're canceling it right or when you air it they air it like right after football which gets delayed and then you'll never see that episode or whatever so i'm like or moving stuff to friday nights i don't want to let's just make it consistent and because of the disney uh plus they might bundle that in like an add-on like they did for showtime and hbo and all that in the past so i might get a better rate than what they're offering just as Disney Plus alone. Okay. So, but that's the kind of stuff that would be awesome for them to keep on doing. They're getting uh, a Hitchhiker's TV series, which they're going to kind of remake the original BBC version. So, Deschanel? No. <laughs> no, we're not doing the movie. Although I watched that recently and I'm like, uh... she's the only reason. Well, you sound like the damn door on the ship when it opens. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, the improbable drive in which they became yarn figures, and they there are moments in there that's so damn clever, but it's nothing like the BBC nope. long form which as like, a series. I like better, yeah, I like that. So, um, will they go the, the full length and do all the books? Maybe uh, that will be kind of cool because that definitely is a property that deserves to have. Um, the long series play out, and they can do it. Did you watch Good Omens? Did you finish that? I'm only at episode four when the two of them uh, split. Okay. I enjoyed the hell out of that series. It's Douglas Adamsy. It feels it's it, very, very much so. Um, but it 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 plays a lot like um, kind of like Dogma because it kind of plays with religion and in a more up to date setting, but. You don't have to be, uh, to me, aware of the religious text. Just to, the no. basics. Like, there's Adam, there's Eve, you right, know. Here's the sword. Right. You go off, we ask for the sword. Right. It's just what it is. Uh, I think Tennant is fantastic. He's great. Um, and it, it, all, it, it just feels a lot more fun that I want to, like, I should have read the book. That kind of thing. I'm, that's the kind of feeling that I'm getting from that. That's, that's great. That's what movies like this are for. Right. In a weird way. So, but it's only six episodes, and I'm not sure if it's, that's just the whole book, or I don't know. Again, I need to find out from the book. So, um, and then of course, you know, Amazon is another problem. You know, they're also trying to push a, a lot of content too. So, you're going to be at this point. I'm like, look, you can back in the day when you can kind of nickel and dime stuff. Mm -hmm. It's adding up, and I'm sorry. At this point, I can say. If I'm going to be adding on other players to the mix, I can see myself dropping Netflix easily. I'm not ready to do that yet because it's not that much yet, but it does add up after yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm look, looking forward to going to get Disney when it comes out. Right. And that'll be fine for me, but I don't I don't know. Yeah. So so that's that's the I think the 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 worrisome issue is that because Netflix has had this steady uh, increase of year after year of attracting new subscribers and retaining them, they didn't have any competition. Now, 
this is coming up a big thing for them. So hopefully, in light of that, they will realize that in order to not only produce more content, they're going to have to cut back on the prices because I think that was one of the big gripes too. But it's still relatively affordable. I it mean, is. For, for a, I know, considering a, what they do and the service that they offer, they, I agree. They used to send out DVDs all the time. That used to be their business. And yeah. Now. No, I get it. I really do. We talked about the, the Hitchhikers thing. The other big thing is the Area 51 raid. Do you want to go to that? I don't want to get shot by government employees. I don't. And it's not in the middle of that. No, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll watch from here. We'll watch see what the, happens. We'll, we'll watch the I'll watch live. on YouTube. <laughs> Which, it's the stupidest idea that they can't stop all of us as the tagline. I'm like, do you not know they have guns? Yeah, and Bud Light's like, anybody that survives, <laughs> we'll give you a free Bud Light. I'm like, that's uh, okay. So I thought, of all the things... I think it's funny enough and clever enough that I'm like, if I had the money to go to Roswell that weekend, which the hotels I think already sold out, so there's no point. Um, we'll see how far this gets to become a reality because they had like 2 million people saying they're going, quote unquote. Yeah. You're going to get like three guys and Chuck, you know, to go. And like, or Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Paul. Not the alien Paul. That's what I said. Yeah, that's <laughs> Although I didn't like that movie. I know. You it, gave it to me. I know. But <laughs> yeah, you take this. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, it, I know what they were going with, but it just felt weird. So all right. So as always, we have never gone to San Diego Comic Con. So we have the luxury of viewing all the videos and all the trailers from the luxury of our home because of internet. So, But we don't get to watch the actual trailers that they showed. Right, which that's sucks. that's ready content. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Yeah, it's like, well, watch the trailer and then cut. Wasn't yeah. that great? Bravo. Thank 30 you. seconds of silence for, for copyrighted songs. Yeah, and and then it, it always happens. like Every time they cut back, the camera guy is like out of focus. Like he didn't know what he was looking at. I'm like, Dude, you could you're just right there. Just don't move the camera. So that was my frustration. But um, the stuff that I want, it's the stuff that is like, all right, I can't see the trailers, fine. But I want to see panels, or I want to see um, what presentations they had. Like the Kevin Feige stuff with the Phase Four was just like six minutes, and I'm like. That's a, an hour-long thing, and they cut it down to six well, minutes. They cut it, uh, digestible bits for you. Right. And here's Tom Hiddleston. Next. Yeah. Here's <laughs> Natalie Portman. Next. So I'm like, that's not what I want. I want to have at least a full panel. Even if it's just 20 minutes of the panel, give us that. But they, the actors don't know what the heck they're doing. No. Yeah. I know. It's very much like, so what can you tell us about this project? Like, I don't know. Right. But... Um, let's go, um, cause we're going to talk about Star Trek. We're going to talk about the MCU. Uh, we're going to talk about the movie trailers that came out as well. Um, and then HBO stuff, Netflix stuff, um, and a couple of TV news bits. So let's go with Star Trek. Picard. Picard. The Pickard. Mr. Pickard. Yes. The, <laughs> the Pickard series. I saw the the panel, and I saw the 
let me re- rephrase that. I saw the trailer first, and then I saw an interview with the cast, but not a panel. Right. So that's where I'm like, oh my god, that's Hugh. Right, right. Did you see the one where, like where Brent Spiner's sitting there with a bag of rolled gold pretzels in his hand for some reason <laughs> at the interview? Like, that's just a snack. I'm just gonna. So, but the interesting part because if you listen to the beginning of this before the podcast, because I have the promo, is that I did a promo about Hugh doing a stand-up bit as kind of like a little promo. Yes. So I thought. Holy crap, I was ahead of the curve. I had no idea that Hugh was going to be there uh, as a character from next TNG. So I'm like, see, I'm smart. I foresaw this. You're lucky. Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> because we've been struggling for... Yeah, think of a promo, Gene. I don't know, a snappy promo. I, I don't know... Something or the blip, I don't know, but uh, nothing that it was just like nothing, no, cat, nothing caught this year, nothing like the, the Venom thing. What I thought was perfect, you know, that I did last year. I'm like, fine, I'll do the Venom voice. Um, the year before that, I made up a thing where it's Vader choking the guy in New Hope on um, Captain Antilles' ship. Or how about the one you did for the, your, your library system with uh, Rocket and Groot? I think, yeah, well, that didn't go anywhere anyway, but. My thing was just like, what the hell am I going to do this year that I'm like, that would be that thing that we can kind of play into? That's clever and, and, and right. And I clicky had, I, and I, I, yeah, like, nothing, nothing this year. Literally, I just started writing this thing and I wrote out the script and I was just basically plotting out what I'm going to do because I would not only record it, but in 30 seconds. So I had to come up with the idea and how I'm going to do the voice. And the setting so that it sounds like you're in a nightclub. And I thought it came out okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was kind of hard to kind of squeeze it all in there. But I thought, you know, it, it was fine. Because the whole idea was that if I'm going to do a promo for this show, I don't want to do the soul boring, listen to my podcast for the latest news and pop culture happenings and all this. Like, who gives a crap? You, you know that already. So I wanted to kind of do something that's a little different and usually is a little comedy tidbit. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you told that joke. like I know. Years ago. <laughs> and and if, if, Jimmy I the, my, I like, if, if, if Jimmy the Brain is listening to this podcast, um, back in the day when we worked together at Borders and I was doing a fan uh, a fanzine called Cloudminders, which is a reference from Star Trek, mm. I had a picture of Hugh. And I'm like... I'm going to put a thought bubble or a bubble of him saying the stupid joke, but I'm like, he has no microphone. So Jimmy the Brain made me a little, uh, he drew a picture of, of, of Mike and put it in front of him. And then we scanned it. And I'm like, oh, it worked perfectly. So I thank him for that. But that was like, like since like 94 that I came up with that stupid it's joke. Lifetime ago. Yeah. It's a bit a lifetime ago. A little dated. It's okay. But, if but it's ne- coming back. But if you never heard back. it, if you never heard it, it's all new to you. So, so that was the kind of thing that like that actually made me happy. Now the trailer, on the other hand, then it got fat. <laughs> and then we'll we'll get into the context. That, but it, it's more about okay. The big reveal is that Data is back, but we just see his head, a fat head, and his eyes are extra yellow. Yeah. <sighs> What are you going to do? You but, come back from the dead. <laughs> See what but my head you. is not going to be that fat and I have yellow eyes. 
He always had yellow eyes. Not that yellow. Not that yellow, that's true. Yeah. But here's my question. Watching the trailer, he's pulling out the drawer, and he has, like, we're assuming data and maybe body before, parts. I don't know. Maybe before. Who knows? Right. You have to come back and watch. Which, did you see Nemesis? Yeah. We all did. I'm sorry. I did, yeah. So the thing is, that can't happen if Data was blown up with the ship. Because he sacrificed himself, a la Star Trek Two. Maybe he saved his neural pathways or his... Well, that was the thing. Like Spock was supposed to in Bones? And and he did that with B4 because B4 started singing the song that Data was singing. Right. So... That was the idea, was that we'll play a different character that's a little Leslie. I think uh, the less we talk about this, the better off we'll be when it finally but, shows up. Yeah, but... In 2020? Wait, you pushed it back? Well, uh, we had uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is just because of when we have the idea that the original concept, and again, I was listening to Midnight's Edge about the original idea was that... Yeah, that Brian Fuller came up with this idea and talked about it a long time ago. Right. And then he saw the trailer and he cried. Yeah. Not in a good way. I'm like, oh. But that how the idea was Captain Data used Borg technology to capture people from Romulus, Romulus right. um, as a mass uh, collection. and, and free- Giving them all PSTD. Yeah. Right. And I get that. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. But it doesn't excuse the fact that he died in Nemesis. So unless he had this idea before Nemesis, which I don't think that was the case, how was it that Data came back? They'll that find w- some weird way that you either, you either A, will be able to accept or B, it's like, nah, no, but it doesn't matter because Jerry Ryan's back. Which I find weird because I'm like, the only time they met was in the Borg Hive comic, which I was really pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible comic. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I'm like, I get it that you want to like cross the trips. Sure. That's exactly what I would have done. We, any fan fiction writer would like, we're going to cross streams. We're going to pull in Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yeah. We want to see it all. But it was just weird that there was Jerry Ryan after all these years. And, and you couldn't even get the prosthetic right, but that's okay. Well, it's 25% different. <laughs> That's the whole That's thing. That's the thing. That's the yes, thing. it must be 25% different from the original thing. All right, all right, all right, there you go. And now I'm completely confused. Does this take place in the normal universe or in the Kelvin? I don't even know Or even the, the, the fake Kelvin weird offshoot in which Discovery is taking place. Just show it to me. I'll watch it. Yeah. No, we're all going to be watching regardless. <laughs> uh, and I'll have my whiskey pain? bottle by my leg. Yeah, exactly. Like, is that really? Oh, my God. They're going, okay. Wah! That's better. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No, okay, give me the weed. <laughs> um, the other thing was that we still don't know anything about uh, Star Trek short treks. No, no. Oh no. my God, the shorts—they're gonna have three of them with Captain Pike and yes, Spock. That I think blew me away more than anything else. That we're gonna get them back at least for the short term. Netflix, you want to pay for it? No. No. <laughs> All right. How about Amazon? How about yeah? Amazon, I think, bit on it. They did. Uh, they but took they, uh, the Picard, but thing. underbought it. Like, they couldn't get the full money they want. Hence why they had to scale back. They put Michael Chabon in charge, and 2020 is the release date. That's why. And I'm, I'm terrified. I'm like, yay, okay. I, I, I saw Discovery people at uh, SDCC. When do you Two guys start filming? When do you start <laughs> filming? Because I don't believe it until you start filming. 
Well, because things have been renewed in the past from other TV shows that like it's been renewed. When do you start filming? Well, uh, as um, what's his name? Kurtzman said it takes at least eight months for that special effects to all be put Kurtzman in. Kurtzman is gone. Yeah, He's no. a figurehead. I know, to my understanding, pretty much. Uh, but in a panel, he did say it takes at least eight months. So they are filming. And what was kind of cool um, in the Discovery panel was that the guy who played in the Calypso episode. Yes, he's back. He's back. Which, yes. that's fine. That's ex- one of the best episodes, even though it's a short trek. It's Wally. <laughs> I really enjoyed the hell out of Calypso. And I, it gave me the moment that I'm like, oh, this is what Discovery could have always been. Something a little bit forward-thinking. Not trying to squeeze in the whole canon crap. I still don't understand. Why, why didn't you just put it in the future? Why did you have to make it a prequel? I still understand that. Right. Because it's perfectly fine if you put it in the future. It doesn't really matter too much. Mm-hmm. But nope. Right. Okay. That was my gripe from the very beginning, but whatever the case is. And yet the thing is, I watched the show, and I think, there's 16 producers yeah. plus on this show. I'm yeah. Like, That's, get this get this chefs out of the kitchen. There's too many of them. Too many chefs. Too many chefs. But okay. Um, so, I just enjoy it. But again, the, the short tracks, I think, is one, smart, because they introduce those characters in the storyline later on in the series, which kind of give you a setup. That That is smart. They used every single one, except the mud. The mud one they didn't reuse. Right, which I was surprised that they didn't bring back for an episode or just background. I'm sure it was available, but I think all the chaos, yeah. because I'm pretty sure the transitional thing to make Star Trek Discovery in the... Go to the thousand years of the yeah, future. He, happened while the series was filming. <laughs> it's like, where's my script? I need my script. Uh, here you go. Hang on, we're still typing. Here, Dwight. I mean, uh, Bud. Here you go. Uh, so the other thing is the uh, lower decks, which is the animated series. I heard nothing about it. Nothing. I I know it's it's happening, happening. But oh, it is going to be taking place in the TNG setting. That's the only thing that I know. But. You already had an episode in it's TNG animated, called isn't it? It's Animated. Oh, God. So that's in an, not by itself, because there is supposed to be another series for Nickelodeon, more like a teenage version of Star Trek. But yeah, I, just, I see people at CBS just trying to relate the franchise, just sitting there trying to rub sticks together. Yeah, but it all depends on what happens when the merger happens. Who knows if the universes will become more cohesive, who knows? Right. Good good observation there. Yeah. Tapping the you nose. can't see this. I'm just, just tapping the nose. It's a Doctor Who thing, but who knows? But Discovery, other than taking place in a thousand years into the future, um, as I kind of mentioned what it might be, if you ever watch Gene Roddenberry's other TV series called Andromeda, Andromeda yeah. basically is that because there was no, in, in that kind of universe no federation that he was kevin um oh my god kevin i'm blanking out on the guy who played hercules sorbo kevin sorbo so his character basically is like he's holding on to these ideals for the starfleet and federation Uh but because he got flung into the future everything was in chaos so he's trying to bring light basically and bring order to the galaxy not like in you know star wars kind of fun way but Trying to bring back those ideals. And that's what I'm thinking what the discovery is going to be, is that they're not going to have the need for maybe a prime director because it doesn't make sense anymore. And maybe 
uh, able to... completely out your own. Like, like Voyager. Yeah. You're just out on your own. But Voyager at least kind of adhered to the same principles. They didn't lose that. Even though they kind of bend it at times, they yeah. didn't break it. Right, because you, you can't. If you're out alone, these are the only things that are holding us together right. from going crazy and, and, right. and falling into chaos. So that's where I'm thinking that's where it's going to be. It's going to be their new version of Andromeda. But we'll see what happens. Hey, that. but Shanika Martin-Green's filming Space Jam 2. You excited about that? No. No, I know. I didn't care about the first one anyway. I never cared about Space Jams. That was probably one of the least favorite idea about having live action with an animated world. I mean, Roger Rabbit is like the high bar in, in that kind of universe. I, I actually like Looney Tunes back in action better than that. I will, I will agree <laughs> with that. Like, because he I mean, did deliver. He did Brandon promise. Brandon Fraser said it's not going to be Space Jam. Uh, right. And, and you're right. It's not. Right. And he promised and he delivered. So I, I give him that. So, but other than that, there's nothing really uh, on that level that I'm like, oh, this is going to be so damn good that, I mean. They're all fighting for your entertainment dollars. <sighs> you know, just pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I'm important. Come on. Pay attention to me. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, we're not going to do that. All right. All right. So, and then Star Trek Discovery will come out somewhere in time in 2020. Sometime. Some. Somewhere in time. And that's when I'll subscribe to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, again, it doesn't make sense to have a subscription, and I'm glad you're not doing that. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> right. See, last year you were like, yeah, I, I support this network. You just let it lapse. Now I'm like, no, I don't think so. Which goes back to, <laughs> you're going to be picking and choosing the stuff you want. All right, so let's move on to the MCU stuff. Ooh, MCU. And I think to me, uh, would you say that will be the highlight, like the big thing that happened this year? At, at, at DCC, yeah. yes. Okay. I mean, a good place shows up, all these minor things. Did Doctor Who show up there? I don't think they did. They have, but yeah, not this year. Not this year. Like, uh, yeah. It's a slow year this year for some reason. DC did not show up, which I was surprised because you had Wonder Woman's coming out in June, and then... They blinked. Though. They blinked. Yeah. I mean, when Marvel didn't show up last year... Aquaman stole and DC stole the show. It basically, that's. But this happens like every two or three years when Kevin Fe Kevin Feige shows up. Right. At Hall every, H, everyone clears out. Yeah, it's done. And and then every every time afterwards, Kevin Smith is there afterwards. <laughs> like, uh, like like when they did the oh the, god, the last the, Jedi thing. Right, like, the, the hey, JJ. who wants to see a concert? He's like I, with John Williams, and then clear out the hall. So he talked about that on on the Silent J. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot uh, thing. And it was just funny. It's like, you know, he felt kind of hard because you have assholes that will be taking pictures of the empty rows that were left behind, which is not, in, in fairness, his fault. You know, right. he still had a couple it's, of thousand it's, people. It's there. See, right. Right. So it's still, you know, it, it's out of his, it's not a thing that it's, it, it's his um, um, doing. It's just the situation just cleared out. Like anyone would have had a problem with. Yeah, they were like, let's go watch John Williams play, and here's a lightsaber. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but, you know, and, and we, we kind of talked about this, but the thing is, like, with Disney just, like, dominating everything, that they're blocking out stuff for years on end, and they're becoming so damn big that everyone just stands aside. They're, they're just, you don't have to even, like, no, we're marking this date and challenge you. No. They're the 500-pound canary? Basically. Um, so let's start off with the movies because they kind of Kevin Feige screwed up the whole timeline thing. But he didn't do it in order, right? And for the next two years, that's Phase Four. Phase Four, 
which that's kind of a quicker turnaround. Yeah, it's a light it's a light mix though. You get two movies I think next year and then you get three movies again the year after that. Right. Uh, so we get the Black Widow movie finally. Are you going to care about that? I'm I mean Scarlett Johansson is the highest paid actress in Hollywood right now. And she's great, but she keeps making mistakes. Like the line she said that if she's an actress, she can play any role she wants, and that like Brie Larson makes mistakes. Yeah, but here's the thing that I'm not saying that women always make mistakes. It's just no, no, no. And I think this is the whole problem because you know, like in Ghost in the Shell, people were accusing her of doing the whole whitewashing thing, or uh, Matt Damon in The Great Wall. I I understand that point. The thing is, in my head, we should be. And we're never going to get there in a place that any actor, regardless of your gender, regardless of your color, you can play any role. Which is what she was trying to say, which right. makes sense. But still, the idea, though, is like, why don't you give it to the other people that are actually that, that ethnicity or whatever? And I'm like, right. you know, that would be great. But I'm Scarlett Johansson. Right. <laughs> right. So you get the best person for the job. Yes. But, you know... Um, the blind, is it the blind side? No, the upside. Um, there was criticism about, uh, Brian Cranston playing a paraplegic. Yes, yes. When you said, let's hire a paraplegic actor. You know, you could No, have that. that's not a good idea. Right. So this is where I'm like, there are certain situations, maybe that might not work. But, but the weird thing to me is like the blind side, uh, the upside, that was... You already did that, but in another language. Oh, I know the French the same thing. Like the office is already done in another, right. you know, another culture. And then we're just updating. We're just, it's fine, but it's just like, oh, okay. But it's still, uh, I understand her point, but it, it needs to be a, in a way that. Look, if you go look at the tr- the cat's trailer, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But you know, you're not going to have live cats. There are certain things. Sorry, you don't necessarily have to have the exact same thing as the subject matter. But if we didn't have the whole history of the white man and the whitewashing issues before, then this would not be a problem. But the thing is that this is a strange time. It is in our culture. We're all trying to balance things out. We we want cultural diversity in our films and everything, and that's fine. But the thing is, I mean, I get the idea. Like, don't deviate from the source material you know but then uh the shang chi movies running into problems with that which we will talk you know about but and that, but that thing is that is so ingrained in the culture right and it, it's not it's it's a it's not a surface thing it's a deep thing mm-hmm. and it's like oh that's uh it's gonna be a problem and i'm sure kevin feige didn't see that coming He's like, no, no, he's a good actor. Like, yeah, but but in the context of the character and the actual reality of the actor, so we'll we'll talk about that. In a second. Get that. Yeah, but so Black Widow, are you looking forward to it? Do you care? Do you I, think I, I you think it'll make, make the billion dollar club? That's the main question for me because it's it's gonna be you know in a year ish. And uh, it we, will make it only because we're not gonna have anything for a while for Marvel. I don't think we needed to have a Spider-Man Far From Home, but until that time, well, no, let me take that back because Disney Plus will be happening sometime in November. Right. So we'll have something to kind of tide us over. So if we didn't have that, I would say yes, because people will be hungry for something Marvel. 
I don't know if we're going to be hungry for that. Right. Like, I mean, the Eternal things terrifies me because I know jack shit about the Eternals. Right, except it's Jack Kirby stuff. Right, and I really don't know. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy was great, and it fit in perfectly, and I love the way they mix that into the Avengers thing. Uh, but again, the, 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy I knew were from the 60s, uh, the, the former characters, with right. Charlie X and the whole, no, not Charlie X, Charlie whatever. But I, I knew that series. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this series very well. Right. Uh, but it did get me to pick up a comic book and read into it. But then you had the Avengers that was great. It all built up to something amazing. Mm-hmm. Black Widow's dead. You know? And right. this is a back thing. But the only thing would be is that whatever characters are in that movie could still kind of pop up later on in other movies. So not necessarily her, but a setup for other characters. Well, there, there's going to be the, the uh, other character, the blonde. Uh, gosh, whose name I can't remember. The blonde black widow is going to be in that movie. That's going to be fine and fun. And uh, the Rachel Weisz character? No, no, no. There's a blonde girl that that's. Uh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Just well, it's it's there. We'll, we'll worry about that when it happens. Okay. But that's the thing that I definitely want to see what happens in Budapest. Yeah. What uh, she did to get all that red on her ledger. So I think it's kind of okay. And you've got the Taskmaster yeah. showing up, and you've got some other characters showing up. I don't know, but I don't know if it stands on its own because it's after you're after the Avengers. It's not the blockbuster you need because yeah. that's going to open the summer season, right? But someone also pointed that this could also be the Rogue One. You kind of know what is going to happen afterwards, anyway. And did Rogue One make that much money? I think it did. Mm. I look. I I think if it plays into the the Rogue One moments in which all the beats are there, then like I don't know. I needed this movie now. And it, it's wonderful. Possibly, we'll but then I think the Eternals is going to leave us cold. Which is a whole other thing, because you're going like a thousand years into the past. With Dropping off things on Earth yeah. to, to look after Earth. Right. Uh, which are strange. the the Celestials created the, like the, the Eternals. Eternals. Put okay. them on Earth. Right. They're, they're three different species. Some of them are monsters. Some of them are human. Right. And some of them are, excuse me, are Eternals. <laughs> So that's the weird thing, because, yeah, inter- the Eternals are a weird unknown, like super unknown. If we're going to be like, who the hell these? We're getting to that point in which I don't even know who the hell these characters are, and but they're still going with it. I, I don't understand why, why Kevin Feige chose to leave. I mean, the Avengers thing is done, and you need a, a grace period. And, and fine, you're going to set up all those characters on the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. And but then I mean he picked it up uh, with the the Doctor Strange movie later on, which I thought was a beautiful lead in, right? Because uh, we do the the Wandavision thing that ends spring uh, that starts spring twenty twenty one, and then right after that it rolls into May seventh twenty twenty one with the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That is brilliant. Right. That's like the X Files thing. You, you watch it on TV, right. and it concludes in the movie where or we get your money. The, the moments that we thought after. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to do the continuity kind of playing over and continuing the storyline from a different point and I'm like again first season halfway through fantastic after the fall of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Hydra infiltration that last half of the season was brilliant we never got that moment again 
and I'm still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hoping for that one moment again. Fool! No, sorry. <laughs> just, well, yeah. Like I said, that one moment last year when we're on the phone and I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because I'm not giving a crap, and he said the word, Thanos is coming. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I got super excited, but there was nothing. Nothing. Yeah, and Thor Dark World comes down, like, and there's going to be a thing on, on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it was just... It's like Crap. Lady Sif shows up and then they're just cleaning up his mess and that's how we do it. And I'm like, do what? You didn't do anything. God damn it. That really pisses me off. Um, so yes, uh, it, I think the cast is fantastic and I'm not doubting that aspect. I'm just start worrying about, I'm going to have to read up on what the hell the internals are. because And you will, because we're dorks. Right. And we, we want to see ahead. But you don't, you don't have to, I don't think. I mean, it's, it's on the uh, hoopla. There you the go. Game nice tie-in. There you go to the library, library service. Um, so, but we'll see. I mean, and I think Rob Stark said it. the guy who plays Rob Stark is in that, as well as Angelina Jolie and. Uh, oh yeah, I mean the, the cast is uh, some Salma Hayek of all things was just like, my God, she's gorgeous again. No, she looks hot, really hot. I was just like. Her. Well, just get her an air conditioner or a fan. Wow, yes. your wife is hot. Fix the AC. <laughs> <laughs> That's an advertisement we have. There we go. Uh, so let's move forward to the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, which we are getting a Mandarin, finally. Yes. But you want to talk about the problems on this? Yeah, let's talk about that. All right. So what do you know about it? <laughs> Other than it was a kung fu type property came out in the seventies, as far as I am exposed to, I'm not I've sure. I've never read it. I have no idea either. Right, I have no idea because that kung fu stuff was not into. So I'm like, oh, is this going to be like Iron Fist point, you know, two point and maybe they'll get it right. They might because they have an Asian lead, but as doing further research and listening to other people's point of view, Podcast, yeah, um, it turns out that. Uh, like the main lead in the comic book, Shang Chi, um, leaves China to go to the West, and becomes. Are you talking about the actor or the actual? No, no, the actual comic character. That the parallels right, are right. are that is that because he left China and left into a different culture, um, it's frowned upon, and. As the actor playing that character also mentioned in the very beginning of the introduction that his parents left right. China to go to, to go Canada, to Canada. Like, and yeah. do the exact same thing. So the parallel already exists that that's something that's kind of frowned upon, which I thought that's like, oh, shit. And that's funny. Shit. And I'm glad I'm not a doctor. I'm like, ah, that's cute, but okay. Right. And I get it. And, and, and it plays well for us until you realize the bigger significance behind that. Movie's going to be weird. Yes. Uh, you, you, but Aquafina is in it at least. Which I'm happy about, but, you know, I like uh, Crazy Rich Asians, but Chinese audience didn't appreciate that, no. characterization and all that jazz. But, but American but, Asians liked it. Right. Domestically, it did very well. So, you know, if Kevin Feige is playing to China because they're the dominant box office. I think that's what, he, what, he was, what this is, but... I don't, I don't know if like Shang-Chi's going to be the Avengers or anything like that, because he's a street-level character. Right. And how do you... Wow, you're fake. <laughs> yes? I, I, it's, I don't know how you're going to do a kung fu-esque 
martial arts. You go back to the old school thing. Right, but then it's going mean, to be a period piece. No, in- not like that. You just film great scenes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure it'll work. I'm not sure if the Turtles is going to work. It doesn't matter. These are just placeholders. Right. And then, of course, the Mandarin has something similar to the Infinity Garland. He has the Ten Rings Ish. that also do magical stuff. Um, Have you ever read a Mandarin story? No, but I did the Iron Man animated movie in which Mandarin was part yeah. of it. And I kind of like, I was happy with, like, with the first Captain, I uh, know. Yeah, it was Captain America. The Avengers retelling the reboot. Uh-huh. That series. I was really happy with that, and I thought the second one sucked ass. I was disappointed by that. And then... Are you talking about Captain America or are you talking about the Ultimates? The, it's the Ultimates. Right. First one was fantastic. Right, second I agree. One, right, right. Second one was like not that great, and then it kind of started declining. And the next one, I think, was Iron Man, and that was with the Mandarin. It's not like... Uh, I but, but we're going to fix that now with the what-if stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. But the Doctor Strange one... Was actually probably the best one out of the lot because it helped me feel better about Doctor Strange. With you don't need to um, be a mystic or have to make these chants in order to power up whatever. You just have a chant. You have a thing on you, and you just create the the thing you want to protect or make magic an attack weapon. So it kind of took that thing out from the comics because. You know, if you read the comics and you read all the stuff he's trying to cast spells, it's like, he's fucking reading Latin. And I'm like, I don't understand what the hell is going on. And he's getting psychedelic and all that. And kind of fixed that. But with the Kung Fu stuff, you know, that's what Marvel was trying to do in the 70s. And like with Iron Fist, that trying to catch, uh, catch into that craze because Kung Fu movies were big during that time. I don't see that right now as a thing. And they tried. So two seasons? Yeah, two seasons of Iron Fist, and never caught on. No, but that's because the, the location count was bad, that it was like a PG show that didn't make any sense. You're like, duh, duh. And a white man spouting, crap. you know, um, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what is that thing you called? Chinese sayings, whatever. Uh, Proverbs? To, what? Proverbs, yeah. He was just trying to you know, be the wise man oh, from, like, little, from a little, white little, man. Little fortune cookie Basically. sayings. You're like, yeah, yeah. no. You know. so, I, so we'll see how this plays out, you know, on many different levels. Not just, you know, the whole political issue, but just on a fundamental, is this going to be entertaining to us? It'll be weird. I, again, these movies don't make any sense to me. The Black Widow does, but that's the last movie that makes sense to me until the Doctor Strange movie. Right. Because the, the, the Eternals and the, the Shang-Chi, they're gambles. But you can afford to gamble. You're doing so well. So, no, throw, throw the dice and set up your, your TV network. That's fine. Right. Uh, that's what I feel. All right. So let's pick up our conversation talking about the next movie, which is the Doctor Strange 2, which is the Multiverse of Madness, which... In the um, the presentation, they talked about the One Division TV series. Whatever is happening in that is going to lead in to the Doctor Who movie. Which Doctor Who? I'm sorry, Doctor Who. How strange. Who knows? Um, but my thinking, like, oh, are we going to do like the House of M? They could. They could bring in mutants if they wanted to. Because he did mention. Mutants. Mutants. But yeah, but I don't know if he's... say how. You could maybe get a glimpse. Yeah. 
I think they'll, they'll just fill it with Easter eggs and go with that. Yeah, and I, I would be really happy with her going mad and fracturing the, the world. And That's what they're setting up. They're setting up uh, WandaVision. That's, I think it's 10 episodes. Not uh, sure. I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure she'll go mad by the end of it and better to come about to show up and then and then like two months later or a month later you'll have the movie. Right. And I guess they would be the ones battling each other ish. It has to be. Yeah. Because I don't see other than Dormammu. 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 Who else is like a villain for oh, Doctor Strange? Nightmare. We have uh, we have uh, what's his name? The Edge of Four character. Edge of who? He was in the original. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dad was left off. He's like, I'm coming back. Then I'm going to kill your ass when I come back. Yeah. Because you're using magic the wrong way or right. something like that. But you're not coming back. Not for this next movie. Which I'm like, that's exactly what Marvel needs to do. Set up villains. Yeah, don't, don't kill, kill them, them off. Just set them up. You know? Like, oh, we talk, didn't talk about this. Baron Zemo. Ah, uh, yeah. He might be coming back. No, he is coming back. He is coming back. But worrying possibly... The purple mask. The yeah, purple mask. He is. Yeah. Uh, that's what I hear what happened at SDCC. Right. That he actually put it on. Right. So that's the kind of thing, like, that's how you have it. That's how you have the villains set up because they're great. Don't kill them off. Loki, great. Don't kill them off. Well, you did. But you still got around that because you got a loophole in this or that. You can always go around it. Yeah. Any thoughts on the Hawkeye show? We'll have a Hawkeye show. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, it's great that he's getting his own series. It's it, not even his series, though. He's going to be right, teaching the, someone else. Kate Bishop. He just gets a few more paychecks. Yeah. I'm like, remember the good old days when I did the follow-up to, uh, oh, my God, that's Jason Bourne program? And you remember when I was going to be in the Mission Impossible thing with Ethan Hunt and then Tom <laughs> Cruise went, no, I'm taking that back. <laughs> Never mind. So I feel bad for him. But it's fine. It's a check. Yeah. But it's they, they think they wanted to tap into the whole couple episodes, I mean, with Ronan stuff, why he went the way he did. As long as he gets to do something and it's not just background character stuff, we'll, we'll see. Do you think they're setting up the Young Avengers? Because you've already got stature ish. Uh, if, if they're going to play into the comic book, and I forgot which line has that logo, who's the writer for that? But it looks exactly like the exact same comic line. That's the Hawkeye thing. Hawkeye, yeah. yeah. So if they do that, then I heard good reviews about that. So we'll see what happens. You never read the Hawkeye comics? No. Um, honestly, it's like if you're going to be doing uh, DC versus Marvel, Hawkeye versus uh, Green Arrow, it's Green Arrow, not Hawkeye for me. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. I'm sorry. This uh, <laughs> universe is much more powerful than that universe right now. We're talking about comics, fucker. Yeah, well. Leave it alone. All right, but the big news was, and I was kind of surprised before Comic-Con because I heard about this, because originally uh, Taika Waititi was supposed to do Akira. Right. And that's been put on hold, quote-unquote, because of issues and things that have to resolve. So he's coming back to do Thor 4. Which we've never done a Thor movie before. Right. Because it would have been the 4. Isn't that fantastic? Fa- fan 4 sticks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but aside from Chris Helmsworth and... Um, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, which coming off their highly great success of Men in Black International, International. which was I have not seen it, but nor did I have any desire to see I it. I did want to see it. But after the critics chewed it up, I'm like, I'll wait until it's on DVD. Yeah. Which is sad because I really do want to see. I, I support them, but yeah. 
Not so I'm glad they're coming back. But the big news was that Natalie Portman was coming back. Not only as Jane Foster, but as our first female. The mighty Thor. Thor. Yeah, that's the big news. And literally, he gave Mjolnir to her, and she's holding it out, kind of like, uh, am I worthy? What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know if I'm worthy. Yes, you are worthy. And I'm glad that's happening. So As am I. I think that, that that's a great way to set up A-Force if they want to do that. Definitely. So many things they can do. Yes. Um, and I think because of the fact that Tor Dark World was such a god awful movie, and she had almost nothing to do with that movie, and kind of phoned it in yeah. with her performance, and she was just kind of regulated to being left out of Thor Ragnarok. This is the only way you're going to get her back and bring back that that thing that we loved about her in the first Thor movie. So, which to me, when I started, I'm like, why didn't you give this to a lesser actress? Yeah, you know, you don't want to be here. I I, you, I didn't know that at the time, but. Right. But still, it, she 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 holds her own in that movie, in the yeah. first Thor. I'm like, that's great. So yeah, and I'm, again, I'm really happy that we're finally getting this transition to more representation on the big screen, as well as having more female characters being involved in the lead, if not, you know, being more of in the storyline. Um, but it was weird again, Taika Waititi doing a second movie, and we've always talked about the follow-ups to movies that. A great director did. Kind of always kind of feels... I have to admit, I am a little worried about uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. Because it's like, Tegotini's never written before, to yeah. my knowledge. And he's writing this one. I'm like, oh... But then again, I, I, I trust in his abilities to deliver a good movie. It's just that rule of a, a same director doing the second movie has always been a problem. Even, in my opinion, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, I don't think it was, to me, as good as the first. Homecoming. I don't know. I, I, there, there's always that who breaks the rule. I thought right. Far From Home was better than Homecoming, in my personal opinion. Right. Uh, but it's my personal opinion. Right. And it doesn't count. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on to the actual TV shows, which are coming to Disney+, Plus, which we have The Falcon and Winter Soldier which we talked about Baron and Zemo is coming back, which is great. Um, do you want to see Falcon get his new costume like they have in the comics or just keep him as... He has to get a new costume. Right. It's what's going to happen. He came out holding the freaking shield, for right. God's sake. So, <laughs> yeah, Sam Wilson's going to be the uh, Captain America for a while, but on the streaming service. So it's fine. It's safe. I think what they're doing with the streaming service is brilliant. Yeah. You know, you've got, what, three or four shows there, uh, and it's perfect, because it, it keeps it going. It does. At least to 2000, uh, excuse me, 2022. Right. When everything comes back, Carpenter Marvel 2, Guns Galaxy 3, whatever you want. Right. And by then, hopefully, we'll know more about the new Spider-Man movie, hopefully, that they'll be doing. Well, it should, because it did a billion dollars. You're not going to not do another sequel, you know. Um, the other one is Loki. My daughter commented to me about the logo for the show and how wonky it looks. Um, like it's mismatched letters, different fonts, colors, and all this. Um, I don't know what to make of it other than, look, they find a way to get around Loki being killed off, spoilers, in Infinity War. So in Endgame. Which was impressive to me since like yeah. people cried at that yeah. and were really heartbroken. They're like, oh, no, he's not dead. 
Just wait a year. Right. And technically, that's right, but not really of that year, just earlier. Right. That's the weird thing. It's yeah. the, the Loki from the Avengers movies. It's right. Like, wait, what? So, so no redemption. Right, exactly. No, still a villain. <laughs> just, okay. So he's still going to be that ass. And the, the, the true Loki that we kind of liked, but didn't like, but I kind of like. It's kind of sad that Tom Hiddleston has nothing else to do. Crimson, whatever the movie was that Del Toro producing, wasn't that great. It's just no one wants to see. It's like Chris Pine. Chris Pine. No one wanted to see Miss Jack Ryan. You know, they'd rather. Well, that was that's to, to, to his credit. It's not his fault. It's just Jack Ryan has never been done properly. I think since like Alec Baldwin or even Harrison Ford. Even Harrison up, Ford, I'd be debatable. Yeah, because the latter half, I'm like, maybe the first two, okay, we'll go with that. But I'm like, stop, Harrison, you're 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 done with this, and that got tired. And then but, we'll spit it off and get let Ben Affleck do the role. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Right, and then like Washington D.C. gets bombed by a nuclear de- bomb, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is how we're gonna do it. So like, stop it. But the only cre- the only saving grace is um, the Amazon Jack Ryan TV series. Right, that's the way you need to do it. And I enjoy the hell out of it, except for the last episode, which they kind of felt rushed. But uh, aside from that, um, so I don't know what's going to happen. It, I'm just thinking that he's you're going to get addicted to the Marvel universe again and and, and wait for 2022, right? Basically, but he's going to be jumping around, jump around, jump, 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 jump around, around. <laughs> jump. Ar- so and I'll be get up, get up. Because there'll be no presidents. He can do whatever he wants right. with that stuff. So. This is, this is I think that when, when Kevin Feige shows up at Hall H and he sets the president for what's going to happen, he knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a great strategist. He's right. a master strategist. He's a master builder. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be fun. So he tells you what you're going to do for the next two years. The next two years is about the streaming service. Right. And the streaming service is going to be gangbusters even without the freaking Marvel stuff because you get the Mandalorian there. Mm-hmm. You've got all this Disney content. It's going to be, it's going to kill. Right. And yet this is my segment. And the segment is like 30% of what, what, why you're there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fine. I'm really interested in the What If series, which hopefully if they do the animation right, will hit big time. Yeah. Since all the original voices are coming back. Right, which is the other bonus. Um, if you don't know about the What If series, basically it's from the comic line, in which there's a character named The Watcher, which we did see, I forgot which movie that Stan Lee was with on the it's movie. It's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Thank you. Um, and basically, he watches over the events on Earth and records it. He is not to interfere with such events, but he takes moments in time and, uh, I guess, plays out to see if things play, went out differently, like... What if Rick Jones became the Hulk instead of Bruce Banner? Or what if Peggy Carter got the powers of Captain Marvel, which is the right. first one, I think, in the series. Yeah, which is that's going to be... Which I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to Haley Atwell. I really wanted a Peggy Carter season three. Yeah, which I'm glad you got into. Thanks um, to you, yes. Uh, for that. Um, so the what if really has that kind of fun of, literally, it's what if we do this to storylines that we've seen already and just play around with it. I think that is... I've always enjoyed that series growing up, and it's one of my fondest memories of my stepfather because he helped me build up that collection in comics. But it's always so dark. You know? And then the world ended. Right, the end never, the it, it never ends the way you want it to end because it's like, no, it should have been the other way around. I'm like, okay, I get it. 
Uh, but still, it's, in, uh, it's one of my favorites. So, you know, DC has their Elseworlds with this, their version of like a what if. But this is like the original. And are we, are we excited about Jeffrey Wright getting the, the, the Watcher role? Yeah. I mean, I'm, he, he's, he's great, earned it. Yeah. He's a great um, In the Westworld, the, yeah. the game, that's fine. I, I, the funny thing is he comes out and they're like, yes, I'm going to do the voice of the Watcher. I'm like, so you'll work a weekend once in a while and get more. Basically. But here's the thing. The, the Watcher is kind of white-ish creature. Yeah. Jeffrey's not. And it shouldn't matter. And I think going back to the Scarlett Johansson, that's the way it should be. It doesn't matter. Now, are we going to change the look of the character to match the actor? Doubtful. I don't, I don't it's know. It's just the voice. The voice. Because it's like, I don't think Jeffrey Wright's the, on the level of like Morgan Friedman, right. but it's fine. Or Jeff, James Earl Jones, that's, but it's fine. Right. So, um, And then we talked about Hawkeye, right? So we don't need to go yeah, into We don't that. know anything about that. But the, the big closer, oh, wait, don't go. Malisha Holly comes out. You got your own hat there. <laughs> Put that on. Put that on. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't read it. Oh, let's go to the sign above. Blade. We're getting a new blade. That's going to be, I guess, phase five, since it wasn't on the schedule. For it doesn't four. say, yeah, we don't know if it's a TV series. We don't know if it's a movie. Which probably phase? a movie. I mean, it has to be a movie. He's but. an Oscar winning actor. And the funny thing to me is the way he's like, yes, I have two Oscars now. Let me call Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. He will take this meeting. <laughs> So no more Wesley Snipe, although who knows, we may get him in a role, a cameo, who knows. I'm sure they'll approach him, just like yeah. they did Lou Ferrigno with the Hulk thing. It's like, hey. Or we'll just send him in post-it notes. It's like, would you like to do this? Just check yes if you want, and they'll send the post-it note back. Don't forget to pay your taxes on that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's so it's a reference to the whole debacle of uh, Blade 3, how he was not happy with he the director. He was terrible, and, and just, it was on recently. was watching him like, yeah. But David Goy still works. His yeah. name is still all over Hollywood. So. Oh, yeah, definitely so. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a big thing. So we'll get Guardians of the Galaxy soon, whenever. After Captain... Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. We're not in any rush. Let him do his own thing. Let Not that he's going to, you know, uh, sabotage DC. I don't think that's going to no, happen. No, he'll, he'll do the very best that he can. But, and I'm sure Dave Batista will be there somehow. Well, he is. But the thing is, uh, the problem lies is that if that hits... And then he goes off to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that hits. There's a bidding war that's going to happen if that happens. Too far in advance. Doesn't really matter right now. Uh, let's get the money in, in the bank account first. Well, if he, if he wins with Suicide Squad, he's going to have a big paycheck for Guardians. But the thing that's interesting to me is the way that this all works out. I and mean, we all thought that Thor was going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now you have Taika Waititi's thing in Thor 4, right. uh, Love so, and Thunder. So you don't really need that. Well... Unless he came back for one quick adventure. Hey, guys, can you drop me back up on uh, Earth? To my understanding, the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 script is amazing. Yeah. And already done. It was already done beforehand. Right, so exactly. So just do that. Yeah. Uh, which I think, if I remember correctly, they were talking about the origins of Rocket uh, being part of it. So Then you got to do the Adam Warlock stuff. Right. Which, you know, he wasn't in the Infinity stuff, so I don't know what you're going to do with that character. It was kind of hinted at the end of Guardians 2. Oh, yeah. That was in but the chamber. The thing is, he's 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 integral yeah. in the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, but he's he's a little he's late to the party. Very late to the party, unless it's a what if. What if Adam Warlock came to the party? Oh, you mean we did it like the way in the comics? Ah, uh, never. So let me ask you this question. Now, yes. now that we've viewed all these 
uh, films and upcoming TV shows. What are you the most excited about? What project? Um, if I'm going to pick the movies, it's definitely Black Widow first, Doctor Strange, and Thor uh, two and three. Eternals, Shang-Chi. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I, I, I'll see it, but I don't know how to feel about it until I know more. I'm more excited. I'm, I'm really excited about Thor Love and Thunder. That's yeah. my number one-ish. But the way they've set up uh, WandaVision and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness together, it's going to be a one-two punch. Yeah. That catches my attention a lot. And I, I'm so impressed that Bender Cumberbatch, I mean, I liked him in the Doctor Strange role, but he didn't stand out to me until Thor Ragnarok and then his role in the Infinity uh, War and the Endgame. Yeah. That, that, those movies, those little bit parts gave him so much more credibility than his, in his own movie. Right, and I, I totally agree he, with that. He totally matured into the role, you know, which is, is interesting to me. Yeah, and again, that was a hard, um, I think, world to explore in such a short time with just two hours. The whole mysticism thing, making magic work as a thing, as opposed to like outer space with the Guardians of the Galaxy and making that work. So it, it's better that they put him in the background and just... Be right. that thing, just, just, that expert you need to go to, you know. And your cloak of levitation will be a, a wanted character that we like to see again. Over right, over. exactly, exactly. All right, so let's uh, move on to a couple of trailers. I'm assuming you saw some of the trailers. I saw most of the trailers, Okay. Yeah. Um, so the big one was a big surprise was to me Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Who knew I wanted to see this movie because I didn't want to see this movie. And it, it, it embraces the cheese, the cheese factor on it. Oh, yeah. All the callbacks. Him on a motorcycle racing against a jet fighter on the side. Him putting on the jacket <laughs> with even more decals and shit on it. The glasses. And yet, and yet the controversy with the, the jacket. Do you know about that? No. What's the, the story with that? Uh, the story with that is on the back of his jacket. Uh-huh. In the past, he had the Japan flag on it and the Taiwan flag on it. Uh. The problem with that is... You want to appeal to the China market. You got to take it off. So you've got to take it off because they're like, <laughs> Taiwan's are like, don't invade us. But we're on this freaking jacket. Like, yeah, you uh, are. They have more money. So we're going to. Digitally removed. <laughs> no. Just take off the patch. I, I am from Taiwan. I, I'm kind of okay with that, but I'm still like, uh, but okay. Do what you have to. Because yeah. it doesn't affect the movie that much. It's just the symbology of it. Right. But it's still a thing that yeah. it, it, have, people in Taiwan would be like, eh. yeah. it's like removing the U.S. flag, yeah, from from something that in the past was there. It'll be a fun. It'll be okay. But it's it's sad that we live in these times. But okay, um, it does look gorgeous. Is Kelly McGillis in it? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. I do, she. I'm not saying anything bad here, but except for Tom Cruise, everyone else has not aged well. Since that first, but Val Kilmer's got to be in it. He's in it, and Ed Harris is in it. I, think. I don't know. No, no, he is in it. Right, it, it's someone else that's from the first movie that's not in it. Goose. <laughs> <laughs> so I posted something on Facebook. Goes to Goose Pass. Someone did a meme. Guess who's not excited about Top Gun Two? It's Goose. I saw that. I was like, Ooh. Oh, "Oh my god!" Because unfortunately, he's dead. But Meg Ryan was in it, and I don't think she's in this movie because she was the, the the wife of Goose. So, 
and it, it plays back to um, the the bar scene in which the the, uh-huh. the guys are singing, um, and the, the aerial shots look fantastic. I mean, we got Jennifer Connelly in the movie. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like um, overly saturated with filters like Tony Scott did for that movie. But it still looks gorgeous, and it still has that. Well, why isn't move on? Because he should have been like a two-star admiral by now. Right. Well, he doesn't follow the rules because he's a maverick. Still, it's I something. He'd be like an alcoholic if you're not a two-star admiral. Or you know, you know, he has like issues. Uh, right. Exactly. He should have issues, but he's cool to where he is. But I like the idea of the fact that. You're being phased out. We don't need pilots anymore. We got drones. Yeah, exactly. So I think that only works when we have that now. If this came out 10 years ago, no. Who cares? You don't like that storyline because it doesn't exist. Um, so very pleased. Never thought that I would actually be excited for a Tom Cruise, a movie. Tom Cruise movie. So that, much. But it's such an iconic thing from the past. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I don't care. Right. The critics can go, don't see this movie. It's garbage. I'm, no, I'm still going to go see that. <laughs> Um, it too came out as far as the trailer, um, and I watched the original It back when it was a miniseries back on TV with Tim Curry and John Ritter when he was much older. So I loved the hell out of that miniseries. The first movie was fine. I and I liked it, and I was surprised that my kids actually got to see it and were okay with it. It, it's going to be a lot more bloodier um, with the amount of blood that's going to be spilled, so to speak, in this new movie. But it's the whole thing about clowns. Do you have a fear of clowns, Gene? I think I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't. I could. I just, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like horror movies. No, you don't. And when you do... It's during the daytime, <laughs> with the windows, with the shades open, and maybe with company. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> with the stuffed animal close by. That's what and I the blankets about. just to pull over. Right, exactly. Uh, so the other trailer, which we didn't, we talked about briefly, was Cats. Um, God, this could be such a terrible misstep. I mean, if people lost their minds over Sonic, this is far worse. Because this is multiple characters looking absolutely weird. But what do you do if you're making the movie? So the idea is that you shouldn't make people look more cat-like, even though they're standing upright and dancing and all forth and so forth. So that's fine, but they don't do that. So you don't give them a cat nose; you just make them look like a cat, a person with in a cat body. It looks weird. Cat people? Even cat people <laughs> look better than this damn movie uh, because they use actual prosthetics to do the changing of the effects. Um, what is it that makes this so creepy? I, I don't, I don't, I mean, it is it, creepy. It, it's a human features that's supposed to be on a feline body. Granted, the Broadway show is the exact same thing, but they did better makeup. That you clearly saw was makeup. Which is fine. This and, uh, is not like that. This is no. just and every and then every once in a while, either Judy Dench or some other cat looks like they're wearing like a skin or a fur coat of another cat over themselves. And I'm like, 
Are they what? Wait, so they skin the dead cats and then they wear no, the coats on no, themselves? Really, they're 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 supposed yeah. to be cats in scale, but it's a dance thing. So, which is even weirder. I know because um, when they put like uh, like a the cats jumping on a bed, yeah, it, it looks like they're really small. But then you put them in front of a, a table and they're banging on the table with knives and forks. Looks even weirder because they're not they don't oppose. But I don't know what, what to do with this movie. I'm sure it'll come out, it'll get some critical acclaim, but I think that the creep factor will just like, yeah, it's just And weird. it's coming during the holidays in December. That's the other thing. But it's got so many great people in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but it only, it, it only has the James one Gordon memorable song. True. And that's the only thing that's going for it, and Jennifer Hudson's going to sing it, which is fine, but... I don't even like what the makeup looks on her. It looks horrible. I don't think it's going to do well. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Because like other musicals, like Greatest Showman, that was great, but yeah. that was kind of an original thing. Right. Uh, I saw for fans of people who like Taylor Swift, and I'm just going to love watching her in that. I think they might be creeped out, too. Yeah, well. We'll see what happens. Um, wish it luck. Yeah. The other one, the last one, is uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboots. I know you're not a big Kevin Smith fan. No, I was. Was? I was. <laughs> was I was early tense. stuff. I love Clerks. And, I, uh, I, I love Chasing Amy. I liked him all rats. It's when he went weird. <laughs> right. And Dogma. I, I was like, eh. No, no, I, I dug Dogma. I even dug um, Red State, which is more of a, a darker movie that he's ever done before. So it's a strictly away from everything he's done before. And if you've never seen this... Oh, it's it's really up there. Um, I have not seen Tusk, but I have seen Yoko Hosers. Um, and I've seen everything else prior to that. The only th- thing that I have a problem with is Jay and Silent Bob themselves. They were fine, like in Clerks, in small doses. Right. But now you're making them do their own adventures, like a spinoff characters. But it's weird because they, they, they also like what many chronic chronic in the comic books and that's kind of weird. And there was the thing is it's a cult thing. Right. You know, they, they, they had a cartoon show on ABC for a while. Yes. You know, and there's clerks too. And and Which it, worked on, on, on so many levels that I was just like, This is fantastic. But it's not so much about Jay and Silent Bob. That's the thing. They're just spin off characters they can't let go of. Right. And and I get the the concept of the, the reboot movie that's happening to their characters from the first time, they're going to reboot them Oh, again. I get why they're doing right, it. Right, and it makes sense, and that's not, the premise is great. I mean, aside from the cameos alone, you know, even Chris Helmsworth is going to be there, Melissa Benoist, who plays Supergirl. So everyone that he's been in contact with is all going to be in this movie. My only thing is that, is it going to be that kind of movie in which, unless you're a diehard Kevin Smith fan... Which or, is it's pretty much what it's turned into. Yeah. I think it's it's not for 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 every, every movie goer. It's for its fans, right? So if you appreciate him, then this should be up, right up your alley. But even for me, being a fan of his, I, I wasn't thinking about you know Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back as well. That's historically funny. It was just more annoying because you're dealing with these two guys, where one of them is only speaking, and right. the other one is pantomiming. Me, it's like uh. no, but 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 Silent Bob can't talk. He does have that great monologue. In Chasing Amy. About which, Chasing Amy. Which is which hysterical. Is so, oh. I, brilliant. I love that moment. 
and then he shuts up. And then, <laughs> I think that that that, that chasing game is probably my favorite uh, yeah. Kevin Smith film. Um, so what else we got? All right. So uh, other trailers for HBO. Since they have no more Game of Thrones, I have one question to ask you, but later towards the end. Yes, um, we have three that came out: the his Dark Material, which is the remake, or not not remake, but you know, it is kind of of the Golden Compass. So they're taking his books and redoing this as the next big thing, right? We also have Westworld, which I've not finished, but I saw it. You saw it, and at the end of it, I'm like. I don't know how you get a season three out of this, but good luck. <laughs> and then the Watchmen series, which is coming out later. That looks interesting because it's in the future. Right. It keeps going forward. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll watch that. And I think out of the three, definitely, if I was going to subscribe for the first time to HBO, it's Watchmen that gets my money for that. And Watchmen, I mean, the fact that it's on HBO and HBO is not afraid of anything. Right. Language, nudity, just throw it in there. Whatever yeah. you want. Um. And they're kind of playing off with the events of the actual book, but it, it's kind of like, I guess within like th- that universe, it's like side stories maybe, because they it, it looked like to me like at the very last like there was a Doctor Manhattan, yeah, coming down yeah, picking up a mask, because uh, it made reference to him in the movie, uh, in movie in the trailer. So I'm like, I'm kind of digging the look of it overall. Um, with uh, like the clan of Roshaks wearing the hood, um, everything about it has a, a lot more of that 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 uh, that atmosphere that it, it, the movie kind of portrayed, and even in the comics, uh, I'm still like halfway in the graphic novel, the omnibus of before Watchmen. I'm like literally on page 500. I have not been able to finish the last 500. Um, but it still kind of captures the the essence of what the original one was. But it just seems like it's there's no story yet. Then I'm like, other than these characters are just there before, I don't see any narrative yet. So I'm hoping that Damon Lindoff, who I trust because he's done better work than um, Kurtzman, because the truth, the three of them, uh, Kurtzman and JJ and him. Were a part of the bad robot stuff. I trust Damon to do a better project lead on Watchmen than Kurtzman on but Star this Trek. Is, this is where I want to be. I'd want to be doing something like this because it's a known property, but it's do whatever you want to it. But, yeah. just, but just respect it. But I think they, they have the support of uh, Dave Gibbons and I think Ellen Moore, I think. No. Under the writers. Uh, uh, not more. Moore is not happy with it to begin with. And. Damon just like I'm. We're still doing this, that kind of thing. I mean, he wasn't happy to begin with when they were doing the, the before, before Watchmen, Watchmen. right? Yeah. So but the statute of limitations on that expired. Yeah, and DC's like, yeah, we own it. We're gonna do this. And then you know he says he's officially retired from writing comics. I'm like, okay, that's that's on you. That's fine. You know, I'll watch it. It's, it, it it does have its its appeal and interest. This is a DC property. I am. I do root for DC. I do like DC stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm kind of not upset, but upset that they folded Vertigo because it's going to DC anyway. So it's going to be part of them, but just there's no Vertigo label. So who knows if that will come back in the, into the TV series as Vertigo. So um, Netflix has The Witcher, which is Henry Cavill's new project. Maybe. 
Uh, Henry Cavill is now The Witcher. Yes. No longer Superman because <laughs> you wouldn't do the damn cameo. Although I just read just recently that he might be still interested in doing Man of Steel 2, but who knows? Yeah. Just come back with a decent request for your paycheck, yeah. and we'll talk about it. Well, I, honestly, he, if he hasn't been dicked around as much as DC has no game plan, then I would say we'll meet in the like, middle. It's true. DC does have no game plan at this point. Yeah. Like, Matthew, whenever you want to come out with that Batman movie, that'd be great. But, you know, take your time. We'll, we'll wait. Because we can't fuck this up. We got nothing. <laughs> um, but Witcher looks pretty good. Um, is it a series that is going to be as uh, popular as Game of Thrones? Even though there, I, I had no idea that it was a series of books. Uh-huh. So it's not so much about the game, but an expanded world of the books themselves, which I thought, that's good that they're doing that and not doing a, a game adaptation. That's the thing. I haven't played the game. I know nothing about this. Right. But it, I'll watch it because it, it does. it's, it's pop culture Right. So the idea is that if this is something that you like, then perhaps maybe go ahead and go ahead and read the books. That kind of thing. Kind of like I'm interested in, um, I blanked out what we talked about earlier that I'm like, I want to read. Oh, Good Omens. Yes. Something like that. I don't know if there's any other big projects other than um, Dark Crystal for Netflix. We have The Witcher. Um, I can't think of anything that's major. I don't know. Netflix can do what it wants. It's got its own original programming. They have fallen a little behind. Just get Stranger Things Season 4 out as soon as you can. Yeah. Help David Harbour in his career. I don't know. <laughs> More than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's, hopefully Black Widow will make up for Hellboy. Um, the other thing um, for TV news, um, there's Snowpiercer that's coming to TBS. I didn't see the movie. I have no interest in it. I don't Chris Evans starred in that movie. I know that. And it is dark as hell. But the idea is that society is basically stuck on this train that's running around the world. And there's different class systems, basically. Uh it had an ending that I thought, like, okay, that's all you need to do, and you're you're close that story. How are they going to expand that into a TV series if they're going to do that ending? That's going to be like, uh, okay, I I don't know. It looks good though, but it's, it's strange. Um, I just saw the first episode of The Boys for season one for Amazon. Um, up last night. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic and dark, and I love it. So they're already starting season two production, so that's good news for Amazon. And uh, that's all I have for news. Um, any you little tidbits? about Terminator Dark Fate or the Harlequin series that they dropped trailers for? Um, it's not on your radar. It doesn't really matter. It's so much stuff. Terminator might have a shot if... I mean, it's Tim Miller from the Deadpool movie. That's the thing. And it's got all these people coming back. Everyone's coming back. Arnold, Linda Hamilton. Edward Furlong. Furlong. Yeah. So Forget the other three films that we did in this series. And, you know, there is precedence for that. Halloween, the one, the latest one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. Just forget it. It doesn't matter. You still went to see it. You still loved it. So it might still work. So as a a result of that, there is uh, Halloween... Kills again and Halloween, or the end, then the end of Halloween, or something like that, 
So there's two more sequels in the works of that with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like, you're running this into the ground when it was already been run to the ground and you did a great approach with uh, having a, a worthy sequel to a uh, sequel to the original and and now it just feels you're overkilling it now with the terminator series we're already at terminator genesis which kind of went off the rails yeah um and then you also had the terminator series the sarah connor chronicles sarah connor chronicles um which i kind of liked and the dug for two seasons with lena headley and uh summer glow whose character was similar to the Terminator in Genesis, um, but that seems to be the same character that's in Terminator Dark Fate, where it's kind of like a half-human cyborg thing. But what took me a moment, or at least a second time, to watch the trailer, at least on the big screen, um, was that um, the guy who's the Terminator, he's driving a truck, uh-huh. And there was like a um, a rebar. Right. And he forms outside. And he throws the rebar. Right. I didn't realize there's a skeleton or uh, exoskeleton inside the truck. And then the liquid is also right. forming. Right. So that? it's okay. two of them, not one. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that there are basically, you know, two type of combinations. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just, just camera magic. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then... Uh, there was nothing about um, Avatar since that's been pushed out. So there's nothing really else that is out there. And there's nothing about DC, although you did say the about Harlequin series. Harlequin yeah. series. It wasn't bad. It looked okay. The, the trailer looked fine. But is it animated or? It's animated. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Kylie oh, Coco. Oh, uh, right. That's right. right. You know this. It's been a hard ride because I like Harlequin. And the Birds of Prey movie is coming out. But again... I don't know. I'm worried about that Birds of Prey movie. Right. Because... The the leaks I've heard about it coming out, it's all about something really silly and stupid. I'm like, we're actually doing that? That's going to suck. But okay. But we'll see. I mean, the fact that you already had a a ridiculously long title to begin with. And they're doing another character onto that Batgirl was being brought in as well. The Huntress? No, no, no. Actual Batgirl. Okay. I, I forgot the name of the actress. This was just recent. Uh, that was going to be brought on to play Batgirl in the Birds of Prey movie. But we'll see what happens. Um, so aside from that, um, like most years, you know, this is all we can do from our comfortable home to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we've been to Dragon Con a couple of years ago, which I thought was <laughs> outstanding uh, for what they do. I can only imagine how San Diego could even rival something like of that caliber. Um, would you still want to go? To Dragon Con or SDCC? To SDCC. Of course I want to go. I'm a toy collector. <laughs> I would love that. And what you do with your toys? Oh, I leave them in the packaging, collecting in Tupperware. Right, exactly. I never open. <laughs> I let them accrue in value because I'm a... No, yeah, they don't. I try. I don't know. But would you spend the time to sit out there just for Hall H or is there other things? How much alcohol and sleep do I have? None. No. <laughs> no alcohol and no sleep. But if we play it right... an amazing time. Yeah, that's the other thing. You have to buy your tickets in advance. 
and you're never going to do this like a year ahead. But same thing with Dragon Con. You have to buy your tickets well in advance. Yes, so, so I have no money. I have I, no money either. I have no time. We have no time. I'm a caregiver. I can't do this. Right. Stuff. So the best we can do is what we do every year. Just talk about stuff. And then when it comes out, then we get to watch it. So, And that's the other thing, too, I miss is the cool swag. Like the Black Widow giveaway for attending. Everyone gets a Black Widow hat. I want that damn Black Widow hat. I know you do. So, <laughs> so on that note. 30 bucks, I think, on Amazon. Or 40 is bucks. it? Yeah. Which I hate. Oh, not Amazon, I'm sorry. eBay. eBay. Yeah. Which I hate when they do that. That's okay. Because it's an exclusive. Dicks. But no one knows if you're wearing it that you didn't go. Well, they, they'd ask and then they'd know. But. Yeah. So. All right. Um, I think we're good. We've gone on quite long enough. I mean, I'm sure there are other things that um, we didn't touch upon, but it were kind of off our radar, like Supernatural. I know it's the last year, ah! but I, I've never seen the show. Game of Thrones, last year. Although the producers... They, they chickened out. They chickened out. So, And, you know, I understand their point. I do, but to do it less than 24 hours before they're supposed to show up? No, that's fucked up. Well, you know. They're just doing Star Wars, so... They have. To, they will. They will answer later on for their they crimes. Will <laughs> Someone will throw acid or paint at them, or both. Yeah. All right. So that brings an end to our podcast, finally. So thank you very much uh, for listening to us on the Monster Sci-Fi Show. See, it's good. Keep going. Close <laughs> can, it. Yeah. Close it. it. You can always email us at the Monster Sci-Fi Show at gmail.com. Follow me on the various social networks like, you know, I don't know, Facebook or Pinterest or even Instagram. I'm always posting stuff there. So even though I don't have a podcast right now going out every week as I like, you can still follow my activities and have a good time. All right. So again, thank you for listening to the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.